Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the September 1st edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank. If you have any banking needs, please consider Security Federal. In fact, last week, my guest was Mr. Tim Key, who is a vice president and loan originator with Security Federal. He described the process of getting a mortgage and gave you some tips and advice that you need before you start that process. So if you need a mortgage, please don't hesitate to go see our friend Tim Key. Also, the show is brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. I am proud to say that Local Matters is a service of my firm. If you would like to know more about my firm or to hear any past episodes, such as the one that uh, Mr. Key gave on last week, uh, please go to janiceallenjackson.weebly.com or you can just Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. Go up to the top left, you'll see the menu. Uh, the drop down there has several tabs, one of which is Local Matters. So you go there and you can see any show that you may have missed. And you can also share those with people who may benefit from the information as well. Thanks so much for being a part of the Local Matters family. As always, if there are topics that you would like to suggest that we cover, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via Facebook Messenger, via LinkedIn, or uh, via my website. I have a Contact Us tab there where you can uh, send messages uh, to me if there's information or suggestions that you would like to share. Local Matters family, our guest today is Dr. Jermaine Worrell. He is president of Augusta Technical College. He's been in that role for almost a year, uh, and he has a lot of interesting information to share with us uh, in terms of the things that he is doing to ensure uh, that students who are interested in a technical education can get the best education possible at Augusta Technical College. How are you doing today, Dr. Worrell? I'm doing excellent. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Um, we have a tradition on local matters, and that is that before our guests get started on their uh, chosen topics, I ask them to explain a little about their academic and professional backgrounds and their preparation for the roles that they are in. Uh, so can you tell me uh, what path one takes to get to be president of a technical college? Well, it's uh, one of the things I would say I'm been, I've been very blessed and uh, I was able to, I would say, find out a little bit early on what I really wanted to do. Um, just quickly, I'm a Charleston, South Carolina native, um, grew up in Charleston and South Carolina and, you know, did the, uh, I would say, public school path, um, had two wonderful parents that were both college educated, uh, both um, technical college graduates. And so that was kind of already innate in me. Um, as I got to high school, I actually chose my own high school path, similar to here in Richmond County. We have a magnet high school that allows you to um, do trades, and I selected to go that path instead of my traditional high school and um, was able to major in marketing hospitality, uh, went on to uh, pursue my associate's degree at Trident Tech, and uh, of course went on 
to go on to get other degrees at Winthrop University in economics, an MBA at Charleston Southern in econ and finance, a second master's in adult education, and eventually a doctorate at Valdosta. <clears throat> but my education journey really began at Winthrop when I was a student, um, served in several student, um, op student leadership opportunities, and I got to work with the president when I was the alumni council president, Dr. DeGiorgio, and that was really the first time I actually saw presidential leadership at the college level. And he always encouraged me to think about it, said I had the skill sets maybe one day to be a president if I so chose that path. Uh, fast forwarding after I graduated college, actually didn't get an opportunity to work in higher ed because I, I was pursuing an opportunity in banking uh, that did not pan out and ended up working at a group home uh, with DSS Custody Kids and was hired to help students get out the system into work, military, or um, college. And uh, that was my foray into education. Uh, did that for about a year and a half while working on my MBA at night. And then at 23 years old, I applied and got a tenure track position to teach economics at East Georgia State College in Swainsboro, Georgia. And um, I always tell people this uh, when I interviewed for that job, uh, I told them in the interview, the president and the provost that, you know, in three years I will become a dean. And um, they kind of looked at me as like, you know, you know, it takes typically, you know, you have to be tenured, you got to be a full chair, then you become a dean. That's like 12, 15 years later. And I told him, I said, no, three years, I'll be a dean. Uh, and then sure enough, three years later, I became a dean at Savannah Tech. And then the rest is kind of history. Uh, had the opportunity to work at Savannah, um, then went to Georgia Southern to do a teaching um, opportunity there for two years, worked on my doctorate, went back, um, had a deanship at Gwinnett Tech, and I was a dual dean. I was over the School of Business and the School of Art and Design. Uh, and then Greenville Tech um, gave me an opportunity to be vice president. And again, I had two jobs, vice president for economic development and then the vice president for academics, eventually morphing into the provost role there. I was there for four years. And then when Terry Elam retired, uh, this opportunity to apply was uh, my number one um, opportunity. Uh, I was really, really excited to come to Augusta and to carry on the legacy that he has already created. And I'm glad to be here. So that gives you a little bit about my history and then fast forwarding to today. All right, excellent. Thanks for that background. We are certainly uh, appreciative for having someone in our community with that type of drive and amb ambition. Um, and we know that with that background, you'll be able to do some awesome things for the students at uh, Augusta Tech. Um, speaking of students, um, how many students are there now enrolled? Yeah, so the college, um, this fall semester, we are at 4,080 students. Um, and this is as of August. Uh, we also have a, a mini semester that starts up September 28th. So I would encourage those who still want to attend college, they still have time to register for our mini semester that's coming up. Um, and that's about average. Uh, and again, you know, when COVID hit last year, uh, we dipped down to about 3,800 students. So we're kind of back to a little bit of the pre-COVID levels, we really want to get back to the 4,200 plus. Uh, but we're working through that, but we're very excited to have the 4,000 students that we do have um, that are primarily here in the CSRA region. Okay. And how many campuses now? So we do have four campuses. Our main campus is here in Augusta. Uh, we also have a campus in Columbia County, um, really a center in Columbia County. And then we also have campuses in McDuffie Thompson and Burke. Um, county. So we've got a lot of work and I'll talk a little bit about what's happening at those campuses in a few minutes. Okay. So do you have basically a four county region 
or can you just talk just regionally how that's uh, perceived? Absolutely. So Augusta Tech, we're responsible uh, from the from the state perspective over five counties. So we have physical campuses in four out of the five. The fifth county that we serve is Lincoln County. And so our Thompson McDuffie County, um, the residents in Lincoln have access to the, that campus in McDuffie. But we are responsible again for Burke, Columbia, um, Lincoln, um, McDuffie, and of course, Richmond County. Uh, and again, we try to provide all of our um, educational services, whether that's adult ed, continuing education and credit programs to all five counties uh, within the CSRA. All right, great. And uh, I think you've also got a presence uh, on the riverfront. We sure um, do. We have a great partnership with um, Augusta University, specifically their um, School of Cyber Education. Uh, we basically are um, in two, the second and the third floor of the McKnight Hall building. And what you'll find there is our cyber program, our programming, um, computer programming is there, as well as our networking uh, classes, all of our IT support classes are taught there. We also just recently launched the first and only cloud computing associate's degree in the state of Georgia. We're very proud of that. Uh, and while I'm on cyber, um, just uh, something else to think about, we have about 450 students in that program alone. So it's our fastest growing program and it's also nationally recognized. Uh, most recently, we were awarded the recognition from Newsweek Magazine as one of the top cyber programs in the country for 2021. So we're very, very honored and um, blessed to be in that ecosystem and obviously wanting to continue to grow that opportunity for other students. Great, and do that in partnership with Augusta University. I think you recently embarked upon a partnership that I saw some uh, coverage coverage on. Can you talk Absolutely. about that? Absolutely, yeah, we'd love to. Um, we've been working on this quietly uh, for a few years. And, uh, you know, obviously um, the third or second week of August, we had um, the Tech Neck um, conference here, which is really a conference focused on cyber and military and education coming together. And so it was a great opportunity for us to collaboratively come together and um, announce our new partnership, which is a new transfer articulation agreement, which will allow our AAS cyber degree students to matriculate right into a bachelor's degree. Uh, and so once they complete their associate's degree, they would go right into the bachelor's degree as a junior. And within two years, they get their bachelor's degree. And the beauty of that is they literally would have to just go up to the fourth floor. Um, so they're in the same building. Uh, they don't have to go anywhere else. Uh, they just walk down another hallway, take additional classes. Uh, and in two years, they have their bachelor's degree. And then more importantly, in the other building, uh, they have opportunities to do internships, co-ops, and get full-time employment. So it really makes a lot of sense. And we're very um, excited about this. And we have, I would say, quite honestly, even bigger plans um, with Augusta University that will be announced very, very soon. All right, we'll be on the lookout for that announcement and perhaps we can have you all come back and talk to us a little bit more about it at that time. Uh, actually, a month or two ago, I had the dean of the cyber school at Augusta University come on. So, um, and it was a great show. So we look forward to promoting that because that is one of the things that I believe makes Augusta unique at this point is the, the focus on cyber education. Um, you know, when we think, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in Augusta. So when I was growing up, you know, we thought of Augusta Tech as trade school. 
you know, people think about trade school, they think about Votech. And then one day we looked and it was called Augusta Technical College. So just, and, you know, in our society for the last probably 20, 30 years, we've been telling kids, hey, when you come out of high school, you need to go to college, you need to get a four-year degree. Um, That's what everybody needs to have. But deep down inside, we know that's not necessarily the best place for everybody because folks have different skill sets and um, there are sometimes better ways to employ the skill set. Folks get, you know, tossed into a four-year college and that just may not be the best fit for them. They feel like a square pig in a round hole. So um, tell me where the Augusta Technical College sort of plugs the gap in terms of, helping folks identify where they have the best fit? Well, you know, if you go to our core mission, um, which essentially is just workforce development, and you think about technical colleges, I'm going to focus on tech, and then I'm going to also talk in a broader sense about community colleges. Those two words sometimes are interchangeable. So when you think about technical colleges, they were truly birthed really specifically in the United States around the 50s and the 1960s, as states were beginning getting to migrate from agricultural-based type, you know, states to more industrial states. So Georgia is a great example, you know, whether you were in cotton or you were in ag, that was primarily the state's major crop and product that they were selling. And most people worked in those industries. Of course, we have textile mills here in Augusta. So when you think about that, you were trying, states were trying to move away from that into more high level, more advanced opportunities for the populace. Well, how do you do that? Well, you have to train people. Um, and that's not necessarily a four-year degree. That's really more technical training so that they can do those jobs that pay higher wages and provide more opportunities for them and their families. And so the, the idea was central to help states to convert to more industrial. But then the other part of that was to help states to actually recruit new industries to the marketplace. So Augusta Tech, like other colleges, when we were birthed, we were not only here to provide that post-secondary training for those who are coming out of high school that may not want to, may not want to go to the four-year route, liberal arts route, they really want to get a trade and go to work. The more important piece was we also wanted to ensure that we had a local technical college that can provide the workforce for the companies that we were trying to recruit in the CSRA. So that gives you a historical perspective. So where are we today? Um, we still do the trades. That has not gone away. That Again, that is what we were built on. We still provide training in carpentry and welding and machine tool and automotive and H, you know, HVAC plumbing, the things that we traditionally think are the, the skilled trades. And what we're finding in America, there's a widening gap for that type of labor. Uh, many of the individuals that have those skill sets are retiring out at a much greater pace than we are replacing them. Um, and we're not getting, uh, I wouldn't even say young folks, we're just not getting a lot of individuals in uh, society just really interested in that. But it's like anything else, um, when you start having um, uneven balances in labor talent, it does drive up wages, it does drive up demand. And so those who do decide to go to be an electrician, as an example, they're gonna get paid handsomely because the shortage is there. So just basic supply and demand. I think what we have a great opportunity to do to answer the question is, what does that look like? Well, we have really focused on rebranding what technical education is. It's not just Voltech. Uh, we have some high level programs. Cyber is a great example. 
Healthcare is actually our largest major here at Augusta Tech, from registered nurse to respiratory therapist to sonographers, to dental assisting, to CMAs, LPNs, um, you know, occupational therapy assistants. So when you think about technical college, we have several big buckets that we try to provide training for. It's that allied health and nursing space, that IT cyberspace. We have our business school that teaches everything from accounting to social media marketing, uh, supply chain management, uh, going across to our School of Public and Professional Services, which really looks at, you know, we're training law enforcement officers, peace officers. We have a paralegal program. We have criminal justice. We have a golf course maintenance. We have a culinary arts. So the college is holistic. And all those programs that I just highlighted a minute, a minute ago really feed into the current jobs that are available in the region today. And in short, everything that we offer is not based upon what's you know, the hottest thing out there. It's truly based upon what are the jobs that are available in the Augusta region, what jobs are marketable and in demand, and we ensure that the college is offering that so that our local employers can find a talent to be successful and to thrive. And so, you know, whether it is um, accounting, we're going to ensure that we connect with the CPA firms and say, hey, take our graduates, make sure that they're staff accountants providing that bridge. And more importantly, every program that we offer, we have at advisory boards that represent the business community that come to the college twice a year to give us information on what's happening in the field, what our curriculum changes should look like, and giving us those insights so that our graduates, when they do graduate, they can go into the workplace seamlessly. The biggest piece of all of that is that the state is supporting our efforts. So if you're a state resident, you know, you have a great opportunity to come into a regionally accredited institution where your credits can transfer. The tuition is $100 a credit hour. So if you, if you think about that in today's world, one class for $300, that is an incredible value that you will not find anywhere else. On the average, you're going to probably pay about $1,500 for one class at the university level for that same English or math. So we, we try to ensure that people just take advantage, even if you're not coming here for a technical trade, we do have general education. We're working on a general studies degree so that you can, if you wanna just knock out your first two years, you know, get your sciences out the way, get your humanities out the way and then go into uh, a university as a junior. We wanna provide that avenue. And then more importantly, to be comprehensive, our added value as a technical college again, is we offer adult ed and GED. That's a critical need in our area. We have roughly about 52,000 people in the MSA that don't have their high school diploma. Well, you can't really talk about social mobility until you get those folks at least that credential. We have a lot of companies um, that ask us to come in and provide um, workforce training for their incumbent workforce. So we do that customized training right in field. Uh, and then more importantly, our academic programs coupled with adult ed and continuing education makes us a comprehensive technical college, which really is a greater um, reflection of a, what a community college is, because this college is the community's college. Everything that we do reflects the community, and that's what we try to do here at Augusta Tech. Excellent. Um, as you went through recently a strategic planning process um, to point us toward the future, you talked some about where you've been. Let's talk about where you're going. Yes, you know, we've had an exciting opportunity um, to work through a brand new strategic plan over the past six months. Uh, we recently kind of polished it up in May and uh, we're starting to start moving into implementation um, this fall. And really our strategic plan was focused on five major priorities. Um, number one, student success. This idea that we want to ensure 
that all of our students are successful, not just coming to college. We don't want just enrollment, but we want graduates. And we also place, um, place the major emphasis on equity. We wanted to ensure that all students, regardless of their racial makeup, uh, demographic makeup, that they're successful. If you don't know, Augusta Tech is a predominantly black institution. Um, that's a designation that was given to us by the federal government because over 45% of our population is African-American. And so that was a big piece for us. 58% of our students are women. Um, and then 66% of our students come part-time and their average age is about 26. So we're seeing students who are a little older, typically have family responsibilities and are coming to Augusta Tech to improve their lives and to improve their job opportunities. And so again, student success was the first thing that we wanna focus on ensuring that they graduate and, and persist. The second thing is just organizational culture. Um, we're working on our culture in terms of our internal practices and how we can be a better organization from a service perspective. Three is looking at our learning environments. So there are several capital projects um, that we're looking at doing in the very, very near future. Uh, we're working on what we're calling three regional training facilities throughout the CSRA. Um, we're looking at building a new supply chain transportation um, campus outlay, uh, and that's gonna be world-class that will again, build off what we currently have now, which is aviation, automotive, and diesel repair. But we're now gonna be adding CDL truck driving training, which is badly needed in our area. We really need CDL truck driving. So we're gonna be building out a new um, tr uh, training range uh, out there in McDuffie Thompson County for, for the entire region. We're excited about that. And we're also focusing on supply chain. Um, we're gonna have a new supply chain um, infrastructure focus on warehouse and automation of the supply chain track. As you know, advanced manufacturing is big in our region. We have so many advanced manufacturers and we want to support them. Uh, we're looking at um, building a new 75,000 square feet facility that will be the world-class facility in the state of Georgia around advanced manufacturing that will come online hopefully in the next three years. Uh, and then the third major project is a new health science campus. Um, we feel strongly if we can get more health science graduates, just giving you an example, we typically just based upon our current space, we can only accommodate about 450 healthcare students at a time. Uh, if we can get a larger space, uh, we have about 700 students on a wait list. So our goal is how can we get a bigger space so we can get more students into the programs and get more students graduated. Of course, this year and last year with COVID has exacerbated the healthcare arena. And so we really have to expedite uh, our plans to try to get this one off the ground sooner rather than later. But those are three major pieces of capital projects that we're really focused on um, bringing to this region in the next five years. Um, and so that's gonna be critical. So that, that third piece about learning environments is big for us. The fourth is storytelling. Uh, as we talked early on, on this, camp, uh, on this uh, show, you know, a lot of folks know of Augusta Tech what it used to be. A lot of folks don't know what's happening today. So we're really turning on what I call the microphone and, and getting our word out, telling our story, talking about our students. Um, the month of September is Augusta Tech's 60th anniversary. The entire month, you're gonna see vignettes on Fox 54 about our history. You're gonna hear a whole bunch of commercials on the radio stations. We'll have banners in the Augusta Mall. Um, it will be all over Augusta, championing the work of this institution and really telling the history. Uh, the week of September 20th, we're going to have a week full of events for our students. Um, on that Friday evening, the 24th, we have our first alumni recognition event. It's called the Den of Distinction. We're going to be recognizing 10 outstanding alumni that have graduated from Augusta Tech doing wonderful things 
uh, throughout the community and throughout the nation. Uh, and then on that Saturday, September 25th, we would invite the entire CSRA to come out to what's called the gathering. Uh, this will be Augusta Tech's first homecoming event. Uh, and we're hoping to expect over a thousand people to show up. We're gonna have a community resource fair. We're gonna have a health fair that's sponsored by our School of Health Science. All of our academic programs will be on showcase, a kid zone, food trucks, music, entertainment, uh, really to celebrate the institution. And so storytelling is big. And then the fifth thing is really about partnerships. Uh, we're big into partnerships. We've been partnering with, whether it's a CSRA SHRM organization, AARP, partnering with Brown um, Girls at Code, uh, the Greater Augusta Black Chamber of Commerce. We're reaching out to ensure that any organization that wants to have a footprint and wants to provide access for their constituents, their clients, we wanna partner and provide those educational service offerings with them. So that strategic plan is pretty impactful. Uh, a lot's built into it, but ultimately it's really gonna carry the organization forward over the next five years and a lot will come out of Augusta Tech in a big way. All right, that is very, very encouraging to know. And you know, one of the things that you said, all of it's encouraging, but one of the things you said I want to, to uh, really highlight is the relatively low cost of going to school at a technical college. Um, your um, state, our state of Georgia makes that possible. And I always like to connect the dots with our listeners is that you're paying taxes to the state to support an institution that is supposed to be serving your needs. And because of the investment that the, state's, the state is making, that can keep the, the cost much lower than, than what it would be otherwise. I will also add right now, we've been trying to get the word out about this. And so I really appreciate this, this avenue. The state of Georgia, um, the HOPE Career Grant has been around for a number of years. And I wanna reiterate that that is still available for any state of Georgia resident. Um, Long-term state Georgia resident, you can come to Augusta Tech and there are 40 programs of study that are tuition free. So let me repeat that. There are about 40 programs of study at Augusta Tech right now that are tuition free. In other words, you will not have to pay a dime for tuition. You would only have to pay for the fees. Our fee is one flat fee of $416 and then the textbooks. Um, we, of course, have financial aid available. We have scholarships available. But if you think about that, that's a very powerful incentive to come, there, come back to college. And more importantly, they're paying for, um, they're providing free tuition for in high demand fields. So you can come to our aviation program, which is FAA accredited. You know, if you graduate from that program alone, you'll come out making $78,000 to $80,000 a year. Whether you want to be an automotive repair, HVAC. Um, our uh, nurse practitioner uh, program is, is also in there. Medical assisting is in there. Computer programming is in there. So there's a number of different opportunities that students can come to Augusta Tech as a state resident and pay no tuition if they're in one of those Hope Career Grants. You just have to just show up. Um, we have a very easy application process and we are highly encouraging people, again, as you mentioned, to take advantage of what's already been paid for by the state of Georgia. Excellent. Believe it or not, we are almost out of time for this segment. Um, I will let our listeners know that we're going to try to bring on another staff person to talk further about offerings at Augusta Technical College. But uh, Dr. World, uh, thank you so much. And before we close this out, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Yes, um, I would just like to say, you know, I would say we want to do uh, four main things. Augusta Tech's vision is to be a nationally recognized institution of higher ed. We really want to not only be the best in the region, not only the best in the state, but we want to be a national model for what two-year colleges should look like and what other colleges should want to emulate. We believe Augusta is um, definitely primed to be able to do that, and we have the faculty and staff and community to do it. The second thing, we're focused on driving the economic development in this region. Uh, all the projects that typically come to Augusta, myself, are my VPs, we're at the table helping to recruit companies. And so we want to continue to be that driving force. And probably third and most important is social mobility. Um, that is the core of our institution. We want to ensure that anybody that comes here is better off for coming here than when they came. We want to ensure that if you come to Augusta Tech, you're going to get a great education. You're going to be able to get a great job so that you can start providing bigger benefits to your family and start generating wealth. We don't want you to have to come and, and incur debt. And we, we know that we do that very, very well. We also recently got a Bank of America a Neighborhood Champions Award because of our work in social mobility. So this is an institution that's, that is your institution. Come utilize it. And uh, we hope to hopefully see you soon either run at one of our events or at the college. So again, thank you for this opportunity. And give us your web address so our listeners can go there to find out how they apply and get started. Yes, please check us out at www.augustatech.edu. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.